hit the recording call, and rock and roll. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining today's TR90 Weight Management Call. My name is Frank Lomas. I'm your host today. I'm calling in from Lompoc, L-O-M-P-O-C, Lompoc, California, which sits 54 miles north of Santa Barbara on California's beautiful central coast. My business background was that I'm a mortgage broker before joining New Skin Enterprises, and I now enjoy what I call my uh, carpet commute from one bedroom to the other to grow my new skin business. In my youth, I competed in one in both bodybuilding and weightlifting events. I still stay active each day with my wife with calisthenics, walking, hiking, bike riding, and high-intensity weight training at the age of 67. Today is day 1280, hashtag no days off of exercise. And I invite you to friend me on Facebook to see the fun we have while we're out getting uh, play and exercise all at the same time. These calls take place at 6.40 to 6.55 a.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Our panel does these calls to support your efforts with our AgeLock TR90 weight loss program. And that program is based on three components uh, clinically shown to help you look leaner and healthier in just 90 days if you follow the program. The primary components are products, eating, and exercise. And I invite you to check with your favorite NewSkin representative and or NewSkin product support for more details on the program. And also to check in here each day uh, through the week for tips. These calls, you can find archived. Uh, these calls are archived in, on SoundCloud, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D.com, or your favorite podcast app by searching for either TR90, my name, Frank Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, or Solutions Numeral 4, Solutions Numeral 4 Anti-Aging, Solutions for Anti-Aging. And today's article that I pulled up here, I like these kind. This is from my favorite source I use quite frequently, Eat This, Not That. Uh, this one's 25 food myths preventing you from losing weight. If you don't like kale, stop eating kale, it says right here. This is October 4th. This is written and uh, by David Zink, Zink Zinko, Zink Zinko, Z-I-N-C-Z-E-N-K-O, Zink Zinko, and fact-checked by Megan Cameron. Thank you, Megan. All right. Let's see here. Uh, it's no secret that here at Eat This, Not That, we spend a lot of time unmasking health imposters. And the truth is, the superpowers of kale, like the dangers of Bermuda Triangle, have been highly exaggerated. Sure, it's good for you, but ranking kale as our greatest green is just one of many word-of-mouth myths that drive our nutritional decision-making, often in the wrong direction. Much of what we believe about food is really just hearsay, a game of nutritional telephone handed down from science journals to newspapers to television to your aunt to your mom and then to you, with marketers in between. Well, we went ahead and tracked down the truth, learned how to separate fact from fiction, fiction, and you might finally shed the habits that are silently sabotaging your weight loss efforts. Here are 25 food myths that could be doing you harm. Number one, kale is our healthiest green. I don't know that I ever heard that, but apparently somebody else has. A 2014 study at William Patterson University ranked fruits and vegetables by their nutrient, nutrient density based on their levels of 17 different nutrients that have been linked to improved cardiovascular health. Not surprisingly, the top 16 were leafy greens, which packed the most nutrition per calorie. Coming at number 17 was red bell peppers. But kale didn't even make the top 10. In fact, simple spinach and even romaine lettuce beat the alleged super green, as did parsley and chives. Even stuff you normally throw away, the green... A top beets packs more nutrition than kale. <clears throat> Number two, 
High fructose, high fructose corn syrup is worse than table sugar. Sugar is the master of disguise, according to research in Zero's Sugar Diet. Malodextrin, brown rice sugar, dectrose, sucrose, it's got more alter, alter egos than the Avengers, <laughs> but it's most well-known, but it's most well-known cotton is high fructose corn syrup. Whether HFCS is, whether HFCS is worse than plain old table sugar, whether HFCS is worse than plain old table sugar has long been a contentious issue. Here's what you need to know. In a 2014 review of five studies comparing the effects of sugar and HFCS, there was no difference found in the change in blood glucose levels, lipid levels, or appetite between table sugar consumption and other HFCS consumption. In other words, your body can't tell one from the other. They're both just, you got it, sugar. HFCS, real sin is that it's super cheap. And as a result, it's added to everything from cereal to ketchup to salad dressing. It's a good idea to minimize. Is it a good idea to minimize the HFCS in your diet? Absolutely. It's best to cut out all unnecessary sugars. Number three, sea salt is healthier than regular salt. I always thought, well, this isn't salt, salt, but let's see. Everyday table salt comes from a mine and contains roughly 2,300 milligrams of sodium per teaspoon. Sea salt comes from evaporated sea salt, seawater. And guess what? It also contains roughly 2,300 milligrams of sodium. That makes them, well, roughly identical. Advocates point to the fact that sea salt all contains other compounds like magnesium and iron, but in truth, these minerals exist in trace amounts. To obtain a meaningful dose, you'd have to take in extremely high and potentially dangerous levels of sodium. What's more, traditional table salt is readily fortified with iodine, which plays an important role in regulating the hormones in your body. Sea salt, on the other hand, gives you virtually zero iodine. The bottom line is this. If switching from table salt to sea salt causes, causes you to consume even one extra granule, then you completely snuffed out whatever elusive health boon you hope to receive. Plus, you've wasted a few bucks. Number three, energy drinks are less harmful than soda. Energy drinks like Red Bull, Monster, and Full Throttle attempt to boost your energy with a cache of B vitamins, herbal extracts, and amino acids. But what your body's going to remember most, especially around your waistline, is the sugar in these concoctions. <clears throat> a 16-ounce can delivers as much as 280 calories of pure sugar, which is about 80 calories more than you find in a 16-ounce cup of Pepsi. What's more, a University of Maryland study found that energy drinks to be 11% more corrosive to your teeth than regular soda. So here's a secret that energy drinks companies don't want you to know. The only proven significant energy boost comes from caffeine. If you want an energy boost, save, the save yourself the sugar spike and drink a cup of coffee. A cup of Black Joe, five calories. Make the swap once a day and lose nearly 29 pounds this year. I just cringe when I see people drinking those things. But uh, diet sodas help keep you slim. <laughs> the BC research community is becoming increasingly aware that the artificial sweeteners used in diet soda lead to hard-to-control food urges later in the day. Try weaning yourself off by switching to carbonated water and flavoring with lemon, cucumber, and fresh herbs. A study in the American Journal of Public Health found that more obese adults drink diet soda than healthy weight adults, and that 
Among the overweight and obese adults studied, those who drink diet soda eat more calories than those who consume sweetened regular soda. Just stop the soda altogether. Researchers have also linked regular diet soda consumption with decreased response to artificial sweeteners and a decreased link between sweet taste and energy value, meaning their bodies may grow to disassociate sweetness with satiety cues, making it easier to overeat and therefore gain weight. Number five, yogurt is good for the bacteria in your belly. Sure, some yogurts contain beneficial bacteria that can send reinforcements to your gut when you need them. Lactobacillus acidophilus is lactobacillus acidophilus, uh, what'd you call me, is the bacteria you want to look for. With yogurts, they say live live active cultures. But most yogurts are so high in sugar that they do more to promote unhealthy gut bacteria than anything else. Unhealthy bacteria feed on sugar in your belly the same way they do around your teeth. Number six, low-fat foods are better for you. As it applies to the marketing, the food marketing, as it applies to food marketing, the term low-fat is synonymous with loaded with salt and cheap carbohydrates. <laughs> for instance, look at a Smucker's reduced-fat peanut butter. I never buy any of that stuff. Look, if I'm, in, I'm going out with the real stuff, no matter what I mean. <laughs> to, to replace the fat, is, to replace the fat is skimmed out, Smuggers add a fast digesting carbohydrate called malodextrin. That's not going to help you lose weight. A 2008 study in New England Journal of Medicine found that over a two-year span, people on low-carb diets lost 62% more body weight than those trying to cut fat. Plus, the fat peanut butter is health, heart-healthy, Monosaturated fat. You'd be better off eating more of it, not less. Oh, my wife will like that. She loves peanut butter. Uh, number seven, trans fat free foods are actually trans fat free. The FDA's diet guidelines allow companies to claim zero grams of trans fat, even broadcasted on the front of their packages, as long as the food in question contains no more than a half a gram of trans fat per serving. But here's the deal. Due to an inextricable link, yeah, inextricable link to heart disease, the World Health Organization, who, uh, you know, Meg, Megan, the World Health Organization advises people keep trans fat intake as low as possible, making it making out at about one gram per two thousand calories consumed. If your cupboard's full of foods with almost a half a gram per serving, you might be blowing past that number every day. The American Journal of Health Promotion recently published an article urging the FDA to rethink its lax regulations. But until that happens, you should avoid all foods with partially, partially hydrogenated oil, meaning trans fats, on their ingredient statements. Trans fat is lurking in places you may not expect. Number eight, food labels natural are healthier. <laughs> the FDA the FDA makes no serious effort to control the use of the word natural on nutrition labels. Case in point, 7-Up boosts that is made with 100% natural flavors, when in fact the soda is sweetened with directly with a with decidedly unnatural dose of high fructose corn syrup. Corn is natural, but high fructose corn syrup is produced using the centrifuge and a series of chemical reactions. And a natural advantage, post-raisin brand, which is raisin in both sugar and corn syrup, 
Um, the worst part is you're likely paying a premium price for common junk food. Boy. Number nine, egg yolks, egg yolks raise your cholesterol. Egg yolks contain dietary cholesterol. This much is true. But research has proven that dietary cholesterol has almost nothing to do with serum cholesterol, the stuff in your blood. Wake Forest University researchers reviewed more than 30 egg studies and found no link between egg consumption and heart disease. And a study in St. Louis found that eating eggs for breakfast could decrease your calorie intake for the remainder of the day. Number 10, you can eat whatever you want if you work out. Unfortunately, I, I proved that one wrong. <laughs> Unfortunately, a half-hour trial on the treadmill isn't going to help you lose weight if you reward yourself by dining, downing a few slices of cake and an order of french fries. The bottom line is nearly impossible to out-exercise a bad diet unless you plan to spend half your day in the gym. You must work out and eat smart to see results. Number 11, you'll burn more fat if you don't eat before a workout. Without the proper fuel, you won't be able to work out for as long or as hard as you need if you want to see a difference in your body. What's worse, fasted workouts can cause low blood sugar and lightheadedness, which can be dangerous when you're breaking a sweat. Plus, when you're running on fumes, you're going to be ravenous after your workout. That means you'll be more apt to make poor diet decisions like downing an entire pizza after you get home. Number 12, going paleo, is that how you say that correctly, paleo? Okay, guarantees weight loss. Some of these words I mess up. It's no shocker that paleo is one of the most Google diets in recent years. I've never looked it up. Um, baking a steak for weight loss? Yes, please. But the paleo diet is indeed, is indeed too good to be true. Although protein-rich diets help pound off, pounds fly off initially, eating a low-carb, high-protein diet can actually cause weight gain in the long term, say Spanish researchers. In fact, their study findings revealed that those who follow high-protein diets have a 90% greater risk of gaining more than 10% of their body weight over time than those who don't go heavy on the meat. To reap the weight loss benefits of the paleo diet without paying for later, Mixed processed junk and oils, as the diet suggests, but keep the protein in check. Take in more than a recommended amount, and the excess will be likely stored as health-harming fat. Let's see, number 13, all calories are created equal. Eating 300 calories of chicken is not the same as eating 300 calories of cake. The body uses and stores calories differently, depending on the nutrients each food is comprised of. Corn and beans, for example, contain something called resistant starch, a type of carb that's really hard to digest. In turn, the body isn't able to absorb as many of the calories as much or as much of the glucose, a nutrient that's stored as fat if it's not burned off. It's a similar story with lean protein sources like turkey, chicken, and fish. In addition to boosting satiety, uh, protein also has a high thermogenic effect compared to fats and carbs. In turn, your body burns off a fair percentage of the meat's calories during the digesting process. Digesting process, and post-meal calorie spikes, post-meal calorie burn spikes by as much as thirty-five percent. Your favorite cookies can't make that same same claim. In fact, since the majority of sweet treats calories come from sugar, getting too many calories from desserts can leave you hungry, fat, and you guessed it, frustrated. Number 14, 
you can't eat at night if you want to lose weight. Eating too many calories throughout the day, through the day, not nighttime munching, causes weight gain. In fact, eating the right type of bedtime snack usually boosts metabolism and aids weight loss, not the opposite, explains Casey Bjork, RDLD of the Healthy Simple Life. When you don't eat before bed, blood sugar levels dip so you don't sleep as well. In turn, you crave more sugar and carb-laden food the next day. If this happens often enough, it can cause weight gain. On the flip side, eating the right snack can help, your blood, help keep blood sugar stable so fat-burning hormone glucagon can do its job. So what should you be eating? She suggests pairing a natural carb with a healthy fat. Apple sliced with almond butter. Yeah, you had some of that last night. Apple sliced with almond butters, berries, and heavy cream, and carrots with guacamole fit the bill. And we'll stop there. Yeah, we'll stop there and uh, start at number 15 uh, next week. We'll pause at that point and we'll finish off our list of, uh, of, of, of food myths that may be sabotaging your weight, weight loss. Again, I remind you these calls are recorded and stored on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast by putting either TR90, my name Frank Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, or Solutions for Any Aging, whichever simplest for you. And with that, I'll open up the line and uh, take any comments here. We're open. That was fabulous. That was fabulous, Frank. That was yeah, a lot of good information, really, actually. Yes, very yeah. interesting. I have, I have a quick question about yes. uh, eating before you exercise. Is it like a snack or a meal? Um, I would think snack, something that has can give you an energy burst or something like that. Um, no, I've had sandwiches. I, I don't eat a hamburger before. I, the same me personally. I'll eat like a big hamburger before I go work out, but I'll eat something, you know, uh, consume something because I've found too that, it, like, like I said, you're, you're dragging. You run out of energy if you don't have anything, any fuel in you to do, do anything. And I always think back to back in high school and track. I was a, uh, my senior years and my freshman years in college, I was a quarter miler, which burns a incredible iron. I'd have pancakes. <laughs> before I go every time. And that's what the coach, hey, have some pancakes. And I eat pancakes and, and do, do incredibly well. I mean, I always had to put something in my stomach, not just be, I'm starving out there. So I think it does help okay. have something in you. That's good information. Okay, thank you. All right, right, with that thank said, you, uh, there's nothing else. Hey, hey, you're welcome. Uh, again, this is, uh, you know, you, you can beat me, uh, get the rest of the information without waiting until next week. If you go to eat this, not that. 25 food myths preventing you from losing weight, and uh, the article's there, so you can uh, fact check what I'm I'm uh, attempting to convey to you here. What I'm if I'm actually reading it correctly sometimes. <laughs> but with that said, hey, go out and make it a great day. Stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy, and we'll see you here uh, uh, next Wednesday. And tomorrow, come back for uh, Susan, and on Friday for Victoria for more great information. All right, everybody. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Thanks so much. Bye.